welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. We are back from a little break and we're both trying to remember how we do this. So hopefully we're doing an okay job. (laughs) (laughs) Even when I was setting up my computer, I was like, where does my computer go? (laughs) My mic? (laughs) Where does my computer go? (laughs) A real thought I had. (laughs) I love it. Um, We are very light on the news today, but Jordan, what do you have for us? Well, the first thing is that Yellow Jacket season two is going to have Jason Ritter as a guest star. Melanie Linsky's husband who and also he is a major stan of the show so I'm really happy for him and a friend of the pod very close friend of the pod um in an alternate universe my husband I believe that with every fiber of my being but that's not unfortunately the universe we currently live in (laughs) did you I don't think I sent this to you because with Jason Ritter stuff it's like I always just assume you've already watched it did you see his TikTok where he was like throwing away bad food from the um, <laughs> refrigerator yes. because Melanie was coming home? Yes. Oh my I gosh. Did. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. But wow, Jason Ritter's TikTok is a good place. I love it there. Oh my gosh. Well, I first fell in love with him on his Vine. And so it totally makes sense that his TikTok yeah. would just be full of gems. It's amazing that he is great at 10 second medium and. A full season of a TV show. He's got range. He can do it all. The perfect man. Um, My singular piece of news is that I Hate Susie 2, the second season to I Hate Susie, is finally streaming. And I think it's coming out in chunks. So I think only the first like three episodes are available on HBO Max. But I'm very excited about it. And people are raving so can't wait i'm so glad i felt like no one watched the first season i know um also i love that they're calling it i hate Susie too like t-o-o that's really good clever that's some good stuff they announced that um all all the seasons of the mindy project are on netflix now which is so interesting because the second half of the show is a hulu original so i thought that was very interesting i'll never understand that stuff don't ask me any questions or details. I just find it odd. And my last piece of news is that they dropped a trailer for the um, Netflix series, That 90s Show, like a spinoff slash sequel to That 70s Show. And um, it was really cringy and made me really depressed until the very, very end when they showed clips of the OG cast showing up and it looked kind of cute. But... Oh boy, it was a little <laughs> didn't not do it for me. I probably will not be tuning in. <laughs> Jordan's <laughs> review made her depressed. <laughs> a comedy. Well, it had like I oh, it was just trying way too hard. Had the laugh track in not a fresh way. Oh man, it was depressing. Recreating so. nostalgia. It's really hard. It's just it can't be done. It shouldn't be done. Unless yeah. you're freaking Pen15. Like, they did it. No one else can. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. That's the rules. We didn't make them. No. But we will enforce them. We Somehow. will. And we will judge them. 
Um, well, today we're going to be talking about Fleischman is in Trouble, which is an FX show on Hulu. But before we get into that, we also wanted to quickly talk about Emily in Paris season three. Because we both watched it over the break. We couldn't help ourselves. I personally watched all of it, I think, in two nights. (laughs) I watched it too fast that I barely even remembered that I watched it until Jordan was like, we're going to talk about Emily in Paris, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I did watch that. (sighs) I watched it really fast, but after I, I, I was a little late. It wasn't on the day it dropped. Yeah, I was like texting jordan every day have you watched it yet have you watched it yet because i was just alone in my thoughts <laughs> um what was your what's your official review um still fun still like eating a meal full of candy but they need well i think maybe season four they will switch things up a bit um but they need to shake up the formula a little bit felt like Something Taylor told me before I started watching it was feels like nothing really happens until like the last bit of the last episode, which I think was very accurate. They started the season doing a lot of stuff and then they like undid it in a matter of a few episodes. So, you know, kind of pointless. Yeah, it just like follows a very specific formula that I now am kind of sick of because I know exactly how it's going to pan out. But... It serves a purpose of what it needs to be, which is take your mind off of being around your family for around Christmas time (laughs) (laughs) and have a lighthearted show that you can sit on your phone and look at really fun outfits and really hot people. Oh, yeah. Some of the hottest people are on this cast right now, Mm -hmm. even though it felt a little um, repetitive it was still really fun and a really fast watch. Like it didn't, it didn't drag on, you know, somehow, No, which I think yeah. is um, really to its credit. And so I hope for season four, they really throw a lot of wrench in situations is what I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it It's funny. Cause it also kind of, it kind of feels like <laughs> I just barely came up with this thought. So I don't know if it's fully <laughs> formed or, anything but like yay um I just watched the whale in theaters and like the whole movie takes place in like one house and like one room and that's kind of how Emily in Paris is I know that's the title of the show it's in Paris but like I need a little variety they they should like go on a little trip to somewhere else or like something and add in some variety there I think that could be fun Totally. Even when they technically kind of do that, I guess, like Emily go on a work trip, it doesn't feel like she's traveled anywhere. No, it's like an hour outside of Paris. Yes. And they had the perfect opportunity to do that by Alfie being like, come visit me in London. And she was Mm -hmm. like, no. (laughs) So (laughs) if they had done that, that actually, I think, would have added a little spice to it. Like you're saying some variety. Yeah. But oh, well. Oh, well, still ready and excited about season four. I really am. I really, it's just a really fun little show. Yeah, I think it'll be fun to see where it goes. They did, they, they leave you on a pretty good cliffhanger and um, I applaud them for that. Yeah, 
okay, for Fleischman is in trouble. Um, want to give a brief synopsis of this show? Um, first of all, it's based on a book which I have not read, but I did read that and see that the author wrote the screenplay for the TV show. Oh, interesting. Which I think is so cool and wish would happen more often. Um, so anyway, Jesse Eisenberg plays Toby Fleischman, who has recently gotten divorced from his wife, played by Claire Danes, um, Rachel Fleischman. And it's the show is following him as he's dealing with the divorce. They have two kids, so dealing with kind of splitting the parental responsibilities um, and he's reconnecting with his old uh, best friends from college, Adam Brody, playing a character named Seth, which we both found very confusing. Don't do I kind of just, I kind of <laughs> just said in my head, "Well, this is Seth Cohen grown up." <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was kind of confusing, uh, distracting more. And um, Lizzie Kaplan, who plays his friend Libby, and so then it starts to also follow just kind of. Um, relationships in general, um, different perspectives, and kind of people understanding what maybe they were blind to. It's very, very interesting. And there's just so many themes that are explored in this show about people and growing up and everything like that. And so... I like almost tried to keep a list of all the different themes that I felt like were sticking out to me. So oh wow, I'm excited because I was like trying to wrap my head around it almost because it's mm-hmm. it's a lot. It ended up it's like a very heavy show. I was very emotional while watching this at several. points. It is a very heavy show. Um, and before we get into, I want I'm excited to hear your list of themes. Um, and before we get into the heavy part, we have to kind of start <laughs> with the <laughs> funny part. And I think something important to talk about before anybody watches this is that, um, like, I know that I think Jordan and I were in the same boat. We were a little hesitant about this show because Jesse Eisenberg plays the lead person. And he is just, like, a very irritating person. Yes. And he's playing the that exact role as well, I think. I think. And... I Um, it's funny because I didn't know that this movie or this show was a book until I had posted my December watch list of all the media I watched in that month. And, uh, one of Jordan and I's friends, Kylie responded and said, asked how it was because she started reading it a couple years ago, but put it down after like 50 pages because it was so boring. And then she was like, just like Mm. a dude complaining the whole time. I don't need that in my life. (laughs) which I thought was really funny and really interesting. And I think I'll talk about why that perspective changed for me pretty quickly. But for our top three, we are ranking our top three insufferable men TV characters. Yes. Maybe the hardest top three to narrow down we've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe we haven't done this before. It's just so relevant to almost every show we watch. It really is. Um, I'll go first. I said Joe Goldberg from you. 
Oh, wow. It, something that was funny, because there's so many, like, levels of insufferable, and the mm-hmm. top would be murderer. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's true. A murderer who thinks he's doing right in the name of feminism. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, insufferable. Oh, that's so funny. Um, my number three, a pretty recent one. Um, Damon from House of the Dragon. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. He's pretty insufferable and like yeah, unwilling to like see any other sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and like that. Gross. Yeah, we don't mm, we don't yes. like that hair. No. And the incest. <laughs> <laughs> that too, I guess. <laughs> um okay, my second one I said Dean from Gilmore Girls. He's just oh. so whiny and I, I just I cannot believe hate I didn't him. even think of him. He is like the most he's like the king of insufferable. I can't wait to see yeah. who outranks him on your list. <laughs> oh, he's so annoying. Um my number two, uh, I said Mr. Big on Sex in the City. <gasps> wow, great answer as well. I just, I just like don't get the appeal. That's funny because I was trying to think of someone from Sex in the City and couldn't think of anyone. I don't know why I didn't think of Mr. Big, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, think I like Mr. Big a little bit more than you do probably. Yeah, maybe. I have always liked their chemistry. I just don't like him for me. I, yeah, I get that. I, I don't necessarily know if insufferable is the right uh, adjective for him. But, but he's very eye, eye rolly. Yeah, he's not great. Mm-hmm. And I do find, yeah, I am uh, bugged by how endgame he is for Carrie, but whatever. Not anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> um. Okay, my, my number one insufferable man is Pete Campbell from Mad Men. he is i just cannot with him in the dictionary and you see his face (laughs) literally it's like the best casting of all time (laughs) truly great casting hate that man (laughs) (laughs) which is funny because he was married to dean's ex-girlfriend right wow yes rory gilmore but they got divorced this last year so I forgot about them and their divorce. Fun little circle. And by circle, I mean Venn diagram. Yes. Um, (laughs) We love a good television crossover Venn diagram. (laughs) We really do. Um, My number one, and this is almost like, he's almost so much of a villain that it's like, maybe insufferable is too like light. But I said Steve Carell's character on the morning show. Oh, that's a good one. But I feel like he's that's a good one because it's like he still thinks he's the good guy kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a great point. Um and I thought it was relevant to this show discussion as well because yeah, he does think he's the hero. Doesn't really mm-hmm. see what he did that was so bad. And this is more meta, but I felt like season 2 in general kind of belittled the pain that he caused women because they were Mm -hmm. trying to justify him or like give him kind of a redemption arc and that really bothered me of like in real life not so much Mm -hmm. within the show story i agree and um one of my themes that i thought was huge in the show is 
um, like minimizing women's pain, like mm. literally and um, metaphorically. Yeah, that was a running theme throughout the whole series. Um, and kind of goes into why I was pretty quick to change my tune on being kind of annoyed at how insufferable um, the main character was. Was because the show was actually narrated by Lizzie Kaplan's character. And I think that that really helped. And I'm curious if the book is through her perspective as well. I'm not sure. But I felt like that like really helped and was like a really fun tie of like there's this main character but then it's being narrated by his friend who is a woman and then it also kind of transitions into showing a lot more of her perspective in the middle of the season and a lot more towards the end and I thought that that was done really well and like really interesting I don't know that I had like really seen that before I didn't really think about that, but I completely agree. Um, My main theme that I had was empathy. I just thought they Mm -hmm. did a really good job at like showing that all of these people in this story are extremely flawed, but literally all of them, like um, you could understand where they were coming from and like see their perspective and, uh, just like you never know what someone else is dealing with and just like having empathy for everyone even if they are so annoying (laughs) it's true I mean that's the first thing I wrote down is like perspective and not being so self-absorbed that every everything you're thinking and react like all of your reactions you're making every situation about yourself like mm-hmm. even unintentionally there there's several oh i think every character has at least one time where their reaction to what someone else is telling them is like oh this is gonna make this is gonna be horrible for me like all this stuff you know and no one's innocent of that it's not like only the men in this show do that though the female characters also do that because that's just a human mm-hmm. thing um and i think along with that too is like each character also looks at the other characters and thinks their life is so much better like oh they have it so much easier than i have it like i'm divorced and i'm miserable or like seth cohen is like well i'm single and i'm sad like all this mm-hmm. stuff like i i feel like embarrassed cuz i'm living the life of a 20 year old and I'm 40, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and so it's just, it's really just really interesting and so relatable. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess we skipped over this, but so did you like the show? Um, I did like the show. I maybe, maybe like after three or so episodes, I was kind of like, I'm so intrigued and I'm really eager to like start the next episode each time but I don't really know if I'm enjoying watching this like it was oh interesting like I just feel like the first few episodes as things keep happening like with um Toby and the kids and stuff it was very stressful because Mm -hmm. he's not sure really what's happening like and so it was very stressful so I was like okay I can't wait to see like what is this mystery kind of thing like what's gonna happen next but I was like I feel kind of stressed though watching it because these are legit stressful situations you know 
Mm-hmm. But by the end, I mean, I was just like a mess watching it. I thought I was like, this is like beautiful. This is so real. And the acting is so good. I mean, anytime you get to see like we're privileged to see Claire Danes have breakdowns and cry like that's a gift because literally no one in the biz can cry like Claire Danes. Like, no, you're watching someone genuinely like she's acting, but it really looks like you are watching someone go through like the most pain a human has ever gone through. Like she's amazing. And like those scenes of her going through that are like so, so, so powerful and like done so well that I was just like obsessed it's so yes. good. And it's really interesting because, like, I haven't really seen a lot of people talking about the show other than, like, a couple, like, famous people who are in the biz, which has been really interesting. But, like, uh, January Jones, like, was, like, praising Claire Danes for her uh, performance, especially in that episode seven, which, yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. And I also saw today that Jordan Firstman posted an Instagram story that was like, I demand you watch and finish Fleischman is in trouble. Don't understand why pe- more people aren't talking about it. I am their PR team now because <laughs> he has posted about it like five times. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> well, OK. So funny. Did you see that Claire Danes was nominated for a Golden Globe? Oh, no, this? I didn't. I didn't either until I think I was like trying to find something about this show and someone was like or, you know what that's a lie I think it was on tv time comments section my wow my home now <laughs> I live there and someone was like wow it makes sense that she got this nomination before this episode even aired and I was like wow yes deserve that's really interesting um I mean I know we just- had talked about like shows being nominated that hadn't even aired yet but I didn't even know I didn't even pick up on it at all I well for all I knew it had aired because I hadn't watched it I was like I'm not really paying attention to what's going on with that show so what do I know yeah Ugh. yeah like I get chills thinking about her in that episode oh my gosh it's so good yeah it was and really so good. hard to watch like I don't know honestly one of my only complaints not enough Claire Danes <laughs> I totally agree I totally understand why they like save that her side like kind of her perspective for so long but I think that they I think they could have given us a little more a little earlier yeah. because and I don't think it would have lost any of the emotional power yeah personally because yeah I yeah agree. could they I mean they could have made that episode three hours long that would have been nice <laughs> <laughs> it really would have just one it felt too <sighs> short um, did you have any other themes on your list? Well, something that I actually was expecting them to lay out more, but Toby's relationship to food was really interesting. And he mm. kind of makes some flippant jokes about an eating disorder, but and like, and I just, I bet that's a bigger part in the book. Commenting oh, that's on an that. interesting point. Yeah. But it was just something that I was noticing. And then I thought maybe we would get a little more answer or context to that, especially because it's like you don't often see that um, from the male perspective mm-hmm. in media. And um, and I also feel like that I, I would have liked maybe to see a little more of that because I think that would have 
given me a lot more empathy for his character too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a theme I maybe would have liked to see more of, but I think too, um, the last one that I want to bring up about, because it was really important in the show is like kind of the combination of like, uh, technology and dating apps and sex and Mm -hmm. porn and how it all is it's just like modern relationships like because then that even trickles down into both of his kids um and so that was very interesting yeah that's a good point and I honestly kind of had forgotten but that was that was the main thing that hooked me was the discourse on dating apps and um like being fresh out of a divorce and like how to uh interact with dating apps was really interesting to me um I do feel like we only saw a singular perspective of like he was clearly using them for something that not most people well maybe but like he was using it for one singular thing it would have been interesting to see um Adam Brody's like usage of dating apps a little bit I agree like I feel like if they just thrown in that maybe they he and his girlfriend met on the app then it's like okay you can have a positive experience Mm -hmm. with internet dating because everyone knows obviously that the apps are horrible but a lot of like most people if they meet someone new and it goes great they also met on the app so that would have been kind of interesting to contrast Mm -hmm. yeah Hmm, interesting yeah yeah I think that's a good point point. and yeah bringing in the kids and their relationships to the apps and also like the fact that they are like children but they're still picking up on like what's going on at home I think was done really well as as well something really funny was um because I didn't realize really for a long time this was set in 2016 like mm-hmm. little things kept happening, but the biggest giveaway was the song "Fight Song." <laughs> this is my fight song. The that music was, was weird. I it felt was like really the music confusing. was distracting. That was one of my takeaways and my complaints. One of my other favorite parts was Jake Tapper has a cameo. Oh yes, true. And which was amazing. I mean, I guess I didn't really. I was living in a bubble. I didn't pay attention to news anchors in the pre-Trump days. So in 2016, maybe Jake Tapper was like a big deal before the election. But like <laughs> they almost treated him like like was he a celebrity back then, like a celebrity news guy? I think so. He's he's been around for a long time. I just had the privilege of not caring before, you know, and then when <laughs> I started paying closer attention to the news when your eyes were, were open to the beauty yes. of Jake Tapper. Yes. I did like that he was credited as actual Jake Tapper. <laughs> I saw on IMDb, which I thought was very funny. But yeah, I felt like really I was seeing funny. an old friend. An old, a former flame. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think we covered everything that I thought about this show. I really enjoyed it. I felt like all of the acting was superb. Um mm-hmm. I really thought that Lizzie Kaplan did an amazing job. I really loved her character. Yes. Um, And I also really loved her husband. 
Okay, yes. He was he was hot. I my first note is how hot is Josh Radner though? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Literally I said, "Whoa." <laughs> uh, whoa. Yeah, he looked great. He's exactly what you want your husband to look like. Yeah. He was great. I think. Um yeah, Lizzie Kaplan. Oh, wow. She was so relatable. Like and re- I re- so relatable and yet I don't I sh- on paper I shouldn't really relate to her character because I am not married. I don't have like pre-teenage kids, you know, like mm-hmm. a nicotine I'm not, addiction. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a writer, you know, like, but she just like the points that she brought up and her emotions and stuff. It was so relatable. Like it was just so good. I highly yeah. recommend. I do too. And I feel like I recommend to like almost everyone. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a show that, every anyone and everyone could get something out of it yeah i agree and it's a it's a pretty quick watch yeah i was surprised because i kind of put it off um and i was like oh no I, i don't have very long to watch this but then i actually watched it really fast even though it was so heavy but i really yeah got into it good yeah it was great it's on hulu um okay for crush of the week i'll go first because i am gonna say adam brody it was so good to see him on my screen again and he looks great he looks incredible and he was really good too he was great and i really liked his storyline and Mm -hmm. at first i was like annoyed i was like oh no i hate this man yeah and i was like oh i like him he's the sweetest one yeah yeah he was so good well i mean we we barely talked about him and it sometimes I don't like choosing a crush that's not in the show that much, but I really loved Josh Radner. Like he was so attractive, but also like we didn't get to see inside of his mind, like all the other characters, but like I got what his deal was too. And like, yes, there's just so many little clues and it was just so eye opening at how you really just need to communicate and like, you're not the only person suffering, you know? Mm-hmm. Like everyone has a victim complex. And so you kind of need to be sensitive to other people's victim complexes, you know? Mm-hmm. And at the ending, I was just like so relieved and happy. Yeah, same. Um, but yeah, I could I could have said anyone from the show except for Jesse Eisenberg. He he was just so convincing as like, OK, we get it. But it's funny because it's like he legit was going through really hard things, too. Mm -hmm. And yet he just made it so much more annoying than everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We all have that experience of like being with someone who's like just going through a breakup and that's like all they can talk about. Um, And like they have no capacity for like even asking their friends, like, how are you? And like that is very real. And Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I try really hard to like hold space for that because I've been that person before. And it's like, you don't want to be that, you don't want to be like, I cannot hear about this anymore because then they just won't even come talk to you. But if Mm -hmm. that man were doing that to me like that, I couldn't handle it. I would have had to say, go somewhere else. Like, where was his therapist? He says he like 
quote unquote went to someone like once after the divorce or something but it's like also so classic that he's telling everyone else to go to therapy but like he's kind Mm -hmm. of not and he was the only character that i was like screaming at at certain times like yelling at something very obvious they should do yeah so yeah um but yeah even toby has a little string of empathy that tugged at my heartstring in the end so Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. loved every character it was great it really was very it. it was fascinating it was very very good well there you have it Fleischman is in trouble and good to be back and thank you for listening bye bye bye